Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brenning and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. everyone and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host this evening, Robert Brining, joined by my lovely co-host tonight, Jack McEnroth. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> tonight, I'm lo- tonight I'm lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a long time. How you been? I've been really good. Um just busy. Um, it's finally getting the weather getting better, so that makes me happy. Um, all good. How about you? Great, great. I'm dealing with a dog who had surgery last uh, on Thursday, so uh, a lot of sleepless nights. You know, if you're a dog person, they're kind of like your children. I don't know, are you of a dog course. person? Oh, yeah, I had a boxer for six years. Yeah. Well, um, what kind of surgery? Um, he had to have some masses removed from his stomach. So he okay. had, like, four incisions, and um, he has, like, stitches there now, but it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> of course. You know, he's a, bla- he's a black lab, and he's 11 years old, so he's kind of set in his ways. Right. So it's, I don't know, it's better now he's getting up and, you know, sitting up and eating today, so he's doing better. But the last two nights, me and Joe have had hardly any sleep. Oh. Not good, but. Well, good day. You're good day. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you, do you know anything about life ball this year, or are you going, or do you know anyone that's going, or? What is, I'm sorry, what's it called, life ball? Life ball. I mean, it's a, you know what it is, right? It's usually, it's been no, in I Venice. Don't. Oh, okay, well then you should look it up, and I've been meaning I've been on my schedule to look up, but um, it's the first time it's ever been in the U.S. because they just lifted the HIV travel ban, and it's one of the biggest HIV fundraisers in the world, if not the largest, and it's May 21st, I believe, and I can't remember exactly where it is, but um, anyways, I'm ill prepared to have this discussion because I assumed you'd know about know more about no, it. No, that's anyways, fine. Actually, I just put it. I just put it in the chat room so people can see if they go to lifeball.org. Um, yeah, and, and it's it amazing. There. Like, I know if you, you can go on their website and look at previous events, and they have big parties, and people dress up in crazy costumes, and they have fashion shows, and all these celebrities come. And so I've actually been looking into seeing about going, and um, I was curious what, if you were going to go. But we'll probably oh. discuss that in our next discussion. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that may be a possibility. Actually, actually, the day after my birthday, that would be a really nice birthday present if anyone out there. Yeah, doesn't. well, mine's going to be <laughs> today. Mine's in like 10 days. <laughs> right, yeah, yours is coming up, too. I know, I'm going to be old hag. Oh. <laughs> hey, what are you turning now? I'll be, well, on paper, I'll be 42. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Um, in conversation, I'm 36. <laughs> <laughs> conversation and Twitter, I'm 36. <laughs> right. So. That's funny. Well, I guess somebody like you really can't hide your age because they just Google that now. I know. That's unfortunate, but whatever. <laughs> I, 
I actually, you know, it's 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 great. It's I'm I never thought I'd make it to thirty. So the fact that I'm still kicking at forty two, it's a good time. No, I agree. I agree. Totally. Well, that's awesome. Forty two is fifty seven in gay years. Mark King says in the chat room. I. <laughs> <laughs> Wise guy. Yeah. So so, what are you gonna do for your birthday? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. It's probably nothing big. I mean, I'm going to be, what, 32? So. Yeah, it's kind of a weird birthday. Like, same yeah. as 42. It's like, yeah, I did 40 big, so I think I'm just going to probably get up like any other day and do a whole lot of nothing. Right? <laughs> just relax all day and veg on the yeah. couch. Did you see this, um, uh, not to get off the topic, but uh, there was this movie that somebody posted on the Amers group in Facebook, and it was a movie called 24th Day. You could say what? You know anything no, about this? It's called the, it the called? 24th Day. Never heard of it. I never heard of it either, and it's supposedly like this really crazy movie. Um, it does have HIV in the plot, but um, it has, I'm trying to look at the guys' names who are in it, you would know, uh, Scott Speedman, uh-huh. maybe James Marsden. They're both uh-huh. in it, and they meet they meet in a bar and they proceed to Tom's apartment, one of the guys' apartment or whatever, and they have a one-night stand. And then a few years later, um, somehow it came out that when he goes back and has another, I guess, fling with this guy, he goes, you know, this apartment looks really familiar to me. Have I been here before? You know what I mean? And they were going through the whole process. And here, I guess HIV is in the subject, and he thinks that he was infected by the other guy when they had the very first one-night stand, who in return, that guy infected his wife, and his wife committed suicide. So it was kind of like, and then he, like, holds him hostage in his house until he gets his HIV test results. Like, it's crazy, like, the, the trailer when you watch it. But it's really oh crazy. God. I've never heard of it before. Never heard of it. Never, ever heard of it, ever. I'll have to you look know, that up. You know, that hot chick, Sophia uh, Vergalia? Oh, yeah. She's in it. Interesting. Yeah, I never heard of it before, so I thought it would be something. It came out in 2004. Okay. So the 24th day. I don't know. I know you can get it on Netflix. I always look for movies that are related to HIV all the time. So when I see something new, I like to share it with people because a lot of people feel like there aren't enough movies out there. I don't know if that's right. the best movie. <laughs> you know, I know. It sounds, <laughs> a bit it sounds a little twisted. Yeah, it's one, I'm probably, it's one of those, yeah, twisted crazy ones. I'm actually um, really excited for tonight's guest. I'm going to see if he's uh, he's not on hold yet. Um, Justin B. Smith. I'm sure you're familiar with Justin. Yeah, I've met him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's quite the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he pays more attention to my Facebook page than I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're never on Facebook anymore. You're always tweeting. I like Twitter because a certain company does not bother me on Twitter. Um, yeah. And they are, and they, I still have to watch what I post on Facebook, but on Twitter I, I can do, say whatever. Right. But you've seen, you read my Twitter feed. I only, only tweet like absurdities. I don't tweet anything serious. Oh, no. so. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some of them today and I was cracking up. <laughs> One of them was really bad. I can't even repeat it. <laughs> oh yeah, some of them I go like hog wild. It just depends on my mood, and then I'll stop. Like I haven't tweeted for like four or five days because I just am not in the mood, and then I'll do like twenty in a row, and then so. But yeah, it just depends. I think I actually got a job out of it. There's this. 
Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but there's a bunch of people that are comedians on there. And they want to go on tour, so I'm in the group right now um, of people. If if it happens and we get sponsors, and so um, it could be it could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd have, well, I'd you, have you to are do, definitely I'd have, fun, funny. I'd have to do stand up. That would, would scare the crap out of me, but no, hey. you could do that. Well, please, I already have like what I think I have two thousand jokes that I've already written, so I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back and read your tweets one by one. Yeah, I know. I have them all logged. Yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll, do, lots of age, I'll do lots of age jokes. People love those. Yeah, because <laughs> that's always taboo. People are afraid to touch them. Oh, no. Well, I'll be, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> well, right. Well, somebody like ourselves, yeah, we don't, that's not something that we'll worry about. But I think I was watching, uh, was it Lisa Lampanelli? You know, she's a wild woman. And oh, Yeah. She said some 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 one joke, and you know she makes all the jokes. I'm laughing at all of them. And then she said something about you know AIDS. Oh, the gays have the AIDS. And I sat there. I was like, that's not funny. But then I realized, like, hello, I gotta lighten up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I was laughing at all the other jokes that weren't really funny. If I found the bracket of the butt of the joke. Right. Well, I you think know, you. So. I, I. You know, I. I know in the group of of those twelve of us, uh, there's another gay guy. Um, I think if you're on the team, then it's okay to joke about it. You just have to – it's about being funny at the end of the day. And if the joke is funny, I remember I said – I posted on on Facebook, actually. My status update was I just had a YouTube video. I just posted a YouTube video of my latest HIV test. Apparently, it's gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> well, people didn't really think those were funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I was like, okay, like, but people like get very touchy when you start to joke about HIV and AIDS and whatever. So you just have to do it the right way. I think it was funny. I think you'd be a great comedian. You're a ham. You love the spotlight. You know what I mean? You have that natural gift to gab, and, and you just say funny stuff. It just falls out of your mouth. Well, yeah, you should. Um, anyone who's listening should. Follow me on Twitter because it's um yeah read my Twitter feed and you'll get an idea of what to expect. <laughs> it, it's at Jack McEnroth, right? Yeah. That people have that. Yeah. Then you can pee your pants while you're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. Um, so how did see. how did you meet our guest today? How do you know him? I met Justin um, online through his blog. I also obviously you know met him through Pies I Am, but um, his blog, Justin's HIV Journal, um, it was just one of those, you know, blogs that I found when you Google HIV, that not many came up unless you were on a specific site. But individual right. blogs that when people do their own blogs, like on Blogger, they're a little easier to find. And when I came across Justin, he did tons of videos, which was something that I didn't see a lot of people doing. And, and he's just so genuine in what he does. And I've met him a few times in D.C. because he lives in Maryland, and he comes to the, the ADAP Crisis Summit that we do in July. Right. And he's been up there a few times, and, you know, we, we'll go out to dinner and, and have a drink. And he's just so funny, and, and he's a, a different a different kind of activist. He's just one of a kind. There's not too many people that are like him. And we actually uh, were featured on the HIV Plus magazine last March, April issue, together, you know, as, as people, you know, cyber activists or cyber havens, as they called it. And that was the first time we actually, like, worked together together. And it was really right. cool because we never, you know, we've never had a photo shoot before. So we felt like we were movie stars or Hollywood. Right. Is he, where is he based? Is he based in D.C.? 
He is in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry about Cool. And are we, like, how much, like, I know he has this project that we are probably going to talk about, like, are, what's the stance on that? Like, how much can we talk about and not talk about? Do you know? Are you aware? Have you discussed with him? We should be able to talk about all of it, actually, because it's out and people can actually buy it. Oh, it is out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out uh, last month. Oh, okay, great. people can go online and print it. Yeah. The way you sent it to me was sort of like, this is confidential, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. Like, uh, yeah. Well, that was, I think, he sent me, like, the, he sent us the PDF file. So we could uh-huh. do it. I don't even think that was, like, his 100% finished version of it. I think that was, like, his last PDF file that he had. Before oh, I it was see. totally 100% edited. So he just sent it to us so we had some sort of something to read. And I actually sat down and I read it in, like, you know, 15 minutes. And it was very heartwhelming. Yeah, no, I thought it was really great. And for anyone who's listening who's wondering what the hell we're talking about, is he has a a book, a children's book, about um, a kid who's about in sixth grade, I think, or um, who comes out to his school as HIV positive. So we'll talk about that. Um, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really sweet. And, um, you know, I think it was, for me, it was, I, it, it leaves you with a lot of questions, which I thought, think is a great thing. Um right. You know, I think it start, will start a lot of dialogue, so good for him. Yeah, I think it's great. And one of the things he's trying to do is really push it to get it into the school libraries. Right. Um, so kids can actually, you know, read about it. And I have a, a nephew who's 10 years old, and I instantly thought about, oh, this would be such a good book for him to read, you know, when he's ready to to learn about this, because you never know. Kids could be, you know, in school. But I think the main purpose of it was to show that kids can have HIV, too, and other kids need to know that. Right. Be blocking it. I'm just waiting for Justin to call in. I don't. Yeah, where is this? Where is this boy? I don't know where he is. I don't see him at all. Kind of odd, because he's been posting it all day. So I know he'll be calling in shortly. I just uh, am not sure where he is. So how about <laughs> Miami? It's good. It's all done. So um, my my for those of you listening, my friend. Bruce and I bought this uh, one-bedroom condo in Miami, and so now I just have to figure out. I'm going to fly my brother out from Seattle because my brother is a contractor and works. On, he needs a little bit of work, like mostly cosmetic. The floors need to be redone, stretched, and then we'll probably pergo over it. And then the kitchen needs some rehabbing, and then it's done. So it's it's good. I just don't relish going down in the middle of May or June when it's 978 degrees. But hey. That's what air conditioning is for. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I'm sure it's beautiful down there all the time. Yeah. I know. I want. I would love to end up being somehow finding some sort of job, and my friend wants to uh, starting start a, a real estate flipping company, but I would love to have a job where I could be here during, you know, the warm months and then go down to Florida in the winter because the winter's here. I don't know. I'm getting too old. You know, it's like... It's just so brutal. I think it snowed. I don't know. It, I think it was like three days it didn't snow this winter. So you want to turn into a snowbird? What? Yes. I totally, I, totally, I totally want to be a snowbird. Yes. <laughs> and at this point, I don't even care. I was saying to him, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go down and get me a job at Starbucks in Miami. I'm like, I do not care. 
I'm like, former Project Runway star is now working at Linens and Things. I'm like, I do not care, honey. I cannot sit through another one of these freaking winners. So I was like, you know what? I ain't got no pride. Just prop me up at Starbucks, give me some health insurance, and I'm good to go. Anyway. Oh, my. Going off on our tangent since our guest is MIA. I don't know where he's at. I should... Let me see if I can play something here. Um, I don't have a way to even uh, do that, so I can't. Um, let me uh, try to see if I can get in touch with him. I'm going to play this little um, PSA that I have from uh, Greater Than. It's only 30 seconds, but at least give me time to try to find something. So Okay. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. And for more information on Greater Than Age, you can go to greaterthan.org. Um, yeah, I still don't know where he's at, so I'm just going to wait for him to call, and we can bullshit about other stuff. So um, we can see. Or if anybody's out there listening, you can give us a call in here, 347-215-9442, as we're waiting for Justin. I know we already confirmed, and he's going to be calling in. I just don't know if maybe he got held up um, at where he's at before he uh, was home to make this phone call to us. So. Again, if you guys want to give us a call here, 347-215-9442. So um, how is your, uh, your, your that, uh, Living Positive by Design project, how is that um, emerging? I thought you said you were trying to make it, you were doing different things with it this year? Oh, my gosh, Shane, the contract. Go ahead. You, have, you got him? No, no, I got you. Oh, okay. Um, they're still negotiating the terms of the contract, but actually what I was going to say is, like, you know, are the guests we had on probably two months ago, um, Scott Freed? Yeah. He, um, I've been actually, he goes to my gym, and I've been talking to him a lot, and I'm going on, because that's how, what he does is he makes his living going around, and he has three self-published books, and they are on different things. One's on, like, bullying, and um, one of them sort of HIV-centric, and one of them is, like, a scrapbook, and... But anyway, he does the speaking circuit, and that's what he does full-time. And I'm actually interested in kind of going in that direction um, because that's something that I could do remotely from anywhere. And um, so I'm going with him on two of his next big gigs, but he, he makes a really good living at it, and um, he's, really, he's really been really insightful. I think his website – Remember? do you remember him? Yes, I do. He did um, – oh – Oh, God, the book After Midnight or something like that. I can't remember yeah, the titles I mean, of it, but his website, I believe, is Scott Freed, F-R, F-R, it's E-I-D or I-E-D, dot com, and it has every, all his information on there, all the dates and stuff that he's doing. And um, But he's been really helpful and amazing, and um, I, he's been a great, a great resource. Oh, yeah, Private Midnight was the name of the book, and that's the one, yeah, he sent me, it's a, it's a scrapbook. Um, yeah, with, uh, really like cool. Teenagers, yeah, with like little messages and notes from teenagers, you know, who share their deepest, darkest secrets. And it's really cool. I like, yeah, when he was on, he was great. And he has so many different books that are so great to buy for kids, you know, who are dealing with bullying and stuff, like you said earlier. 
It's, he's, right. he's great. And I, that speaking, being able to do that and go out there, that would be great. I think, you know, that's, again, that's something you would be great at. Well, you know, I just think that it's interesting that it's because of working with Living Positive by Design, I thought, I figured like, oh, you know, it would be so easy to just contact, there's like actually three major speaking agencies and um, they do a lot of celebrities and it's kind of cheesy, but, um, you know, then, and do the college circuit and do the high school circuit and whatever. And, and actually it's sort of hard to get in. Um, I remember I contacted all three of them and they were like, well, do you have a book published? And I'm like, well, no. And they were like, well, we'll have to think about it. I'm like, okay. So I thought that was kind of weird. I was, so anyways, but I am still working on my book, so it's getting closer. It's just such a, it's, it's hard to get up every day and make yourself sit down and do that. Yeah, I've been wanting to write a book forever, and that's why I applaud Justin so much for the book that he wrote, because I cannot write. I hate writing. I don't have the patience to sit down and try to write everything out. I'd rather me tell you the story and I have a ghostwriter do it. Well, actually, um, there's, since I've been doing it, there's, like, there's uh, a couple people that have told me about there's software, there's dictation software that you can buy and tell basically tell your computer the story and it'll type it for you. I just I have sort of a very specific voice, as you've know, noticed on my Twitter account. Um, so I... Uh, for me, it's actually easier if I type it myself, although it just takes a really long time. Um, I, and I, you know, and look, I had looked into having a ghostwriter do it and some of a couple of people that I knew, but it was like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to have it done. So I'm like, I ain't going to make that from the book. So. Yeah, I know exactly how you mean it, how you feel. I, I, my partner has a book and he, you know, self-published it because it's such a hassle to try to get this beforehand. You know, by without you know being known or being somebody you know who's who's out there. Right. Hold on one second. Um, I'm going to play one more PSA. I have to pass uh, Justin's phone number to um, my partner to give him a call because something's going on and I want to get a hold of him. So let me play this other uh, PSA from Greater Than, and we'll be right back. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS, I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org. And there you go. We are back, and we are now going to be waiting still for Justin. Thanks for Justin for always being late. He'll be uh, with us shortly. I have uh, Joe giving him a call now. So crazy, Justin. Oh, did you like Justin. that uh, PSA? Huh? Did you like that PSA? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you know, great event. I've seen some really good ones on Logo and stuff recently, like people talking about living with HIV and how the treatments are better and, um, you know, that you need to get, I mean, just, you know, the, the information that we know, all know and take for granted and think it's very obvious, but it's like, it still needs to be out there. And, um, I don't think, uh, you know, I, I read some really scary statistic that, 50% of all new, for them from the CDC, 50% of new HIV cases are um, 
are in the age group 25 and under. Right. That's scary. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that that whole age group doesn't remember what it was like. Um, Well, even you. I mean, you know, if you didn't live through the 80s or if you were just, you know, a baby, um, it's like it was brutal. And that, you know, that's it's it's scary that that's a deterrent for a lot of people. But I think now people just think, oh, you take a pill and you're fine. So, which can be true. Yeah, I, I saw those uh, PSAs uh, that you're talking about that were or commercials that are on Logo. Um, yeah. I actually read a blog somewhere. I don't know if you remember where it was, but somebody was criticizing Logo for putting all the ads during um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like they were uh, kind of, they were saying they were kind of pointing it towards transgender, like saying that transgender people or people who would watch this would more than likely have HIV, and it's the point. The way I looked at it was Logo put it into show that's probably watched the most, the highest ratings most, on the yeah. network. You know? Yeah. So Although I think, you know what? It's interesting to me because I Logo is my the channel that turns on for me when I turn on my television. I'm programmed it that way. So I think, actually, because there's a lot of new shows coming out, and they now they have the rights to AbFab reruns, and they it seems that that channel's actually growing a lot, and um, where they used to cry poor all the time. It seems like they're getting more and more money and more and more programming. So, um, which is a good thing because I think, you know, the more visibility our message um, or our community, and if it's the HIV community or the GLBT community, or LGBT or questioning or, in, you know, <laughs> whatever, intersex, I don't know how many letters there are, but, um, the more exposure we can get on all that subject matter, I think it's great. So I hope that can, that channel continues to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I still don't know what's happening and why Justin is not calling us, and it's kind of making me a little bitter. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be on my shit list now. <laughs> well, let's just, talk, let's just talk shit about him. Right? <laughs> My God, did you see that video? No. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. He goes great. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for Joe to let me know you got a hold of him, but that isn't happening. So, um, but what was that? I was just going to say something to you because I was going to talk about when I went to the Positive Living Conference. What were you talking about? So you totally lost my mind. Totally went out of my head because you started talking about what you were saying. Something about Sorry. Oh, uh, no, no, the PSAs. Um, the greater than PSA is actually um, when I was at the Positive Living Conference, I met uh, this gentleman who was there, and he had these PSAs on the CD and the videos, which are probably the ones that you can see on greaterthan.org. And we were talking, and I was like, you know, that would be great. I would love to have him, um, you know, I'd love to have those, those PSAs to play. I would love to start playing things like that on the radio. And he's like, here, and he gave me the whole CD. Wow. So, yeah, he gave me the whole CD and then the one with all the videos on it. And I, I have a whole bunch of them, and some of them are like, you know, five minutes. Some of them are 30 seconds. So I, I downloaded two of them. Of course, I downloaded the one with Marvelyn because I love her and, you know, she's yeah, she's great radio show. And then that Senior Chaos guy, I don't know who he is. I looked him up on Facebook. I think I may have liked him. Um, but I don't really know too much about him. So I'm going to find out more about that. But, I mean, the videos and what they're doing with the, the photos there and all, that's great. Um. I was curious, like, this is fully off topic, and since we don't have a topic yet right now, might as no, well just fine, fly on and, 
Um, have you ever, I know you were briefly talking about someone sponsoring this radio show. Have you ever contacted like Sirius or one of those, the cable, uh, radio things about doing an HIV centric radio show? No, and I if you have actually. like, okay, just curious. I think, actually, I think actually I did reach out to, was it Sirius? Some, some, some radio, um, you know, thing I, I, I contacted, but I never heard anything back. I mean, but this right. was in the early stages, Jack. This was probably, I think, before you even start, you know, came on and, and started co-hosting. So this was like way back, like in the first year. Right. Interesting. So I mean, I. I, I mean, I'm really good friends. So I'm I'm good friends with um, um Derek uh from Derek and Romaine on Sirius, and so I'll ask him about how he went about doing that. Because actually, I know like three or four people that have their own radio shows. Um, and they have endless, endless, endless channels. But and they actually don't really have a way of monitoring how many people, uh, how many listeners they have. But, you know, I mean, it's more than us. <laughs> so, well, well other things that were I mean, then they have, a produ- they have a producer who, you know, books segment guests and it would take pressure off of you. And, you know what I mean? It, was, it just sort of, it, it streamlines the whole thing because you have, you know, I don't think there's a high cost of production, but... I do think also then you can spend less of your time coordinating, you know, find, trying to chase after a, a guest like Justin and then, you know, someone scheduling all the stuff for you and confirming and all that and whatnot. So might be something we could look into. Yes, definitely. So um, I just heard back from uh, Joe and he says that he called and left a message, but he don't know, you know, he wasn't, he didn't answer. So it looks like Justin won't be joining us. So, we're definitely going to open the phone lines and have everybody uh, call in, um, give us some stuff to uh, talk about. Three four seven two one five nine four four two. Let us know, you know, what's on your mind um, and what's going on. I see we have some new people in the chat room, and um, if you have questions, you can type them in the chat room. And the same thing for on Pause I Am. The members that are on Pause I Am listening, you can write it in that chat room as well. So, so one thing, an uh, uh, email that I got this week from someone was that. <laughs> They, their doctor put them on the, I'm not actually supposed to say medication names, it's in my contract, but um, the one-a-day pill, um, which we can all mm-hmm. guess what that is. And um, mm-hmm. he was having, he didn't like it, and he was having bad reactions to one of the drugs in the pill. And I said to him, I go, listen, what I think what people need to understand, is, you know, HIV patients especially, but anyone, is that a doctor is, not superhuman. They are working for you, and you know as much about your body as they do. They just run tests. If they aren't giving you what you want, because he went back to his doctor and said, listen, I don't like this medication. I want to go on this. Other medications, another option. You know, I'm having bad side effects from, uh, you know, I'm having weird dreams, and I don't like it. And his doctor sort of refused. And I was like, listen, you need to be really adamant about it. And he ended up switching doctors because his doctor was just a jerk. And I was like, well, you know what? That's your right. If you don't like something, you're just you're in charge of your body. Nobody can tell you you have to take something. I go, that's that's ludicrous. So I think a lot of times people go in and think that that physicians are gods and have all the answers. And and I think it's just another another example of how you need to self-educate. And you know, be your own advocate. So I thought that was a an interesting story. No, no, it's true. You really have to be your own advocate, especially for your own health. Um, 
you know, and one of the, I remember one of the videos on Pause I Am, um, one of our team members, Brandy, she wrote this thing about how she's doing a whole series of videos of how to be your own advocate and how important it is. And I believe in one of the specific ones she did about, you know, being your own advocate with your doctor and how important it is for you to find, you know, the right doctor, but also to stick up for yourself and, and to make your decisions, you know what I mean, and not always allow the doctor to tell you everything. Because sometimes, you know, the doctors aren't always right. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, doctors are just people, and doctors are busy, and doctors want to get you in and out of there, and, you know, you know so you it, it's important. Doctors just went to school longer than you and I didn't got a degree. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you know your body, you know how it feels, you know if something isn't feeling right, and if you need to change something, it it should be a discussion that you have with your physician, but ultimately... I don't think anyone should be dependent on having someone say, well, this is what my doctor told me to do, so I'm doing it. I don't think it should ever be that cut and dry, personally. So. Right. No, I totally, I totally get it. I, I agree with you. I mean, I know for me, when it's time for me, if I have to change, because I just went to the doctors and he told me that my CD4 wasn't, you know, replicating as, as well as he wanted it to or, or getting larger. And, that one of the options may be to take me off of, I think, I think it was the Accentris or, or Truvada, whatever one, one of the two that maybe I needed to change up and get a new regimen. And he's like, you know, but it's totally up to you if you want to change. He goes, you know, but I just want to help you. So I, I'm grateful that I have a doctor, one, that is also HIV positive. Uh-huh. And so I, I know that he wants that whole look for the best answers because he's dealing with it himself. Right. You know what I mean? And he won't shit me or, or candy coat anything for me. Right. So I, that's what yeah. I'm just grateful for. Well, it's funny because, uh, I went, like, so I've gone, now this has been, I don't know, 21 years or whatever. So I've, and I've been with the doctor that I'm with now for probably at least 15. So, and I've never, since my initial diagnosis, I've never been sick. So I, go every four months or so and get my blood work done. And I, at this point I just call into the receptionist and get my numbers. Cause I don't ever, they really don't vacillate very much and I don't need any, need any care or coddling or anything like that because it's so routine at this point, but I still have to be, it, it's, I'm not nonchalant about it. I still have to be in a good mood because just a number alone can even if it's my C4 count, they can go up and down 200 points for no reason. You have a cold, you know, have a bad day, you have a headache, whatever. Like it doesn't, it's not, it's just, it doesn't. You can't really pinpoint why your CD4 numbers go up and down. But if I'm in a not in a good mood, if I'm in a bad mood, and I find out that my T cells were, you know, 150 lower than the last time, then I just get it crabby. You know what I mean? So. Right. Even even now, when I when I call and get my my numbers, I have to. So the the point of this whole story is the last time I called, and they're, they're really busy in my office. And he's like, Jack, Jack, I have to. I'm really busy right now. I have to put you on hold. And I actually had a was having a liver function test done as well. And um. And and he he's like, I have to call you back. Which he's like, Bellman's going to call you back, and which made me really nervous because that's my doctor. And I and I hate that. I hate, I hate that when I'm not there in person and you don't know, you can't read their face, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, the doctor's going to get on the phone. I'm like, something's wrong. And then you, I go into, like, a shame spiral. So um, 
you know, I just think it's interesting because I know I get a lot of emails and messages from people that are really nervous and that are, they freak out about their first diagnosis and getting their blood work done for the first time. And I, I still have those feelings, you know, 21 years later, I still get those insecurities when there's a dip in my numbers or so I'm like, and so I immediately call back. I'm like, you cannot put me on hold for 15 minutes and leave me hanging there. I'm like, it freaks me out. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's still a very, you know, granted I've been fine for 21 years, but I don't want to, you know, have this weird information being seen. Even if I don't know what's going on, then it's, it's nothing I can process is all I'm trying to say. So I understand when people freak out about getting tested for the first time or getting their blood work done for the first time, because I still get those, that those feelings of anxiety. And I'm sure you do too. No, I do. I definitely do. Actually, um, we do have a, a caller here. So I'm going to go ahead and, and bring her on. Um, actually, I know who it is because we're chatting in the chat room together. So it's uh, Janine, and Janine was on the show uh, before and shared her personal story, and she's a fabulous person. So, Janine, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I did not expect to call tonight, so I'm, well, I'm never cold. So my voice is really raspy, but... It's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy's fine with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 tell us how how are you? Um, great. Busy, bored. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you're busy and bored at the same time, but. <laughs> Trust me, it's not hard. It's not hard. Um, one of the things I, I know you said you were calling in, I wanted you to share about. We just recently on on the Positive Network, we did um, a, a bloggers topic, and the topic was every we asked everybody to share their coming out. HIV positive um, story in, in a blog, and we got a lot of people who, you know, shared their personal stories and helped out. And I know you were one of the people who, who I believe, did you make a video? You either made a video, or yeah. I know you posted a blog about it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your coming out story that kind of helped those who may be listening and may not have come out to maybe their mother, or father, or or somebody close to them? Yeah, um, you know, I I get like I have a lot of people ask me like how I'm able to be so forward or open and honest. And I guess, like, the thing with me, um, the first person I told was my father, and he was there when I got the phone call from the doctor's office because I was three months pregnant. And he knew it was the doctor's office, and he was like, what's wrong? And I was following, and he was, I was just like, I have HIV. And I know I shared this when I was on your, your show, actually, but um, I, uh, my father's like an old-school Italian guy, raised in the East Coast, like he's, you know, just an old school guy. And it was, it's the second time I've ever seen my dad cry. So that was a little hard for me, but um, I don't know. Other than that, like, he told all his friends, and I was just, like, I was really upset with him because I was like, you know, that's my business to tell people why would you do that. And he was like, well, you're going to live with it anyways. And he was like, it's not going to change. And I was just like, like, I resented him, I think, a little bit for that, but um, after, like, probably the first year, like, after I dealt with it, because I guess I didn't really ever try to hide it, but after that, I just was like, you know, whatever, who cares? And then when I, like, really decided to go public, when I started speaking in schools and colleges here, I was just like, you know what? I don't give a damn. <laughs> like, this, you know, just like my father had said, this is my today, this is my tomorrow, and this is my future, and it's not going to change. And 
if you're going to be my friend, if you're going to date me, if you're going to be in my life, what, you know, at all, any kind of relationship, then you need to know that I'm positive. I don't right. know. I guess. So in a way, in a way, do you kind of um, thank your dad for doing that in some way? Like, did it kind of go towards kind of building you into a, a stronger woman? By him I running so. and, and calling him that? It, yeah, in some ways, because, um, well, you know, like I said, like my dad's just kind of old school, and he's just like, it is what it is, and he's always been that way. He's kind of a tough love person, and, you know, I didn't understand it because, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand it, but now it's just like I do appreciate it, and I understand it, and I actually respect it because I think that it is, in a sense, difficult for most people to be like that. And my mother is, like, the total opposite. My mom's, like, really soft-hearted. And she's so funny because she's just, like, most people are not like you. You know, most people are not that honest. Most people don't know how to handle that kind of honesty. And I'm just, I, I guess, like, you know, like I said, like, when I have people email me and ask me different things about how I'm so open or honest, I'm just, like, you know, I don't know how to be anything else. I really don't. Like, I don't know how to be safe or to be, you know, something else that I'm not, and this is just who I am. And for me, you know, like I said earlier, I'm going to, this is my every day, and this is who I'm going to be, so why should I hide it from anyone? Because I have no respect for anyone that's not going to respect me for being who I am. Right. Well, also, don't you kind of feel like you have more respect for people that are living honestly, regardless of what their situation is? I mean, I don't, I... For I'm the same as you. I can't. For me, the pressure of keeping a secret was much more than any embarrassment I would feel from the stigma right. of living with HIV. So, well, that and the other thing was like for me, I knew a couple people had known, and like I used to work at Victoria's Secret, and a couple of the girls I worked with like were really snobby, and they were just like like, and a couple people knew, and I think that they thought it was funny, like they were talking about me or something, and I like one day I was just like you're not saying anything that I wouldn't say myself and I'm not proud to stand up for. And I was like, if you're going to sit there and talk about me, you, do, you obviously don't know me. I was like, because if someone's going to tell my story, I'm going to tell my own story and I'm going to get it right. Mm. Because I just, you know, I'm not going to give someone the power to tell my story and screw it up. At least if I tell my story, it's my voice and it's my experience, so I know what I'm talking about. Right. Oh, absolutely agree. Absolutely. You know, think, power to you. Thank you. you think I don't know. I think, I think that, um, like, the people that I have met, because I've, like, I talk to a lot of people that don't tell anyone, and I've talked to people, like, I've talked to people in America, but I've talked to people in, like, the Middle East and Africa, and, you know, I couldn't imagine, like, being those people, because you're not only facing, like, the stigma and stereotype and everything else, but, I mean, people are killed and raped and murdered and, you know, just, vicious craziness over there so you know i can't imagine and then you meet people over there like i talked to some people over there like in places that are advocates or activists and i'm just like you're amazing like you know to be that strong and to stand up and to know like this is a possibility or whatever i think like that's just amazing but i do understand the fear of what people have and go through and why they don't want to share you know certain things or whatever with people um right but I don't know, it, it is difficult for me just because the way that I am, that's just not who I am. And But I do understand it. And it's not that I don't I love how you it. say am. 
<laughs> I love I love how you do that. Am it is what I am. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Are you making no, fun of me because I'm from Nebraska, Robert? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I mean I I I have to interject Jack and say it's true. I mean. Obviously, there's people listening or people that will hear this later on who are in sets of circumstances where it's not really comfortable for them to talk openly about their status, and they get it. There's a time and a place, and sometimes, you know, it can affect, it can affect, affect people in very real ways in terms of their jobs and the people around them. Right. And how we, so, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, it's hard to make a blanket statement and say everyone should be really open about their HIV status and that would be great in a perfect world if there was no judgment and everyone is treated the same, but that's not the truth. That's not the case. So um, it's great that you can be so open about your status. It's very impressive. Well, thank you. I appreciate that because it is something that was hard for me to do at first. So. <laughs> well, you're doing a wonderful um, job, you know. Everything you do is great. Well, thank you, Robert. I'm just a person. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind Jack, of funny when something? like what? I think Jack, were you going to say something? No, oh. go ahead. Uh, no, it's ahead, kind of it. funny because like I get compliments from people all the time, and like I get emails and stuff, and I'm just like, it's kind of weird to me because I'm not like a limelight person. I'm kind of a loner. Like I'd probably rather be reading a book somewhere. <laughs> um, but. It, it's interesting and it's nice and it's kind and I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, it's neat, I guess. <laughs> well, I know we Well, and I think that in a in a strange way that makes your your voice even more powerful because I think people like no, I mean, I you know this is gonna sound awful, but I think if you're a gay man and you're talking about HIV, okay, yeah, like, what, and they think one out of every five people in metropolitan cities that's gay male has is HIV positive. So it's not that novel, but when you're a female working at Victoria's Secret and you're talking about it, um, you know, that that's a different message, and people are, are like, oh, you know, they're maybe more willing to listen or you know, the the story that you tell is a little bit more powerful and more poignant because of the vantage point that you come from. I think that, that that's the thing that's really interesting about it is um, my best friend here is a gay man, and he is HIV positive. And he's 20 years old, and he found out like a week after his 18th birthday, um, and it was like maybe a month before he was about to graduate high school. And, you know, it's like he has difficulty like sometimes with people listening to like certain things that he might have to say. And to me, I'm just like, people will listen to me and I'm like, because I look like your sister or your daughter or your friend, or because I have like, you know, I'm somewhat attractive or I have a nice smile. And like one of the biggest things when I go speak to people is I tell them it doesn't matter like what somebody is or what somebody looks like or if somebody is different than me that does have HIV it doesn't matter because we all have a story, we all have a voice. And the thing is, like, you know, it, it's individual to us all, but it's something we all share and it's so common. And it, you know, it, so I think a lot, like, a lot of times that's kind of difficult for me too because I'm just like, you know, I'm just a normal person that just decided that I wasn't going to let people 
you know, tell me, tell my story or I wasn't going to let people make me feel like I should be less than or I should get less respect or I should be treated any differently. And I was like, you know, that's not happening. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You're not going to treat me like I'm less than a per- less of a person than anyone else because of whatever. I don't care. And so I don't know if that even makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm just like, but I, I kind of hate that. Like I talked to someone, um, I don't know, week, two weeks ago maybe or something, and they were talking about, like, activists and advocates, and they said something about, like, some conference. And I was like, yeah, I might be able to come. And they were like, um, well, we'll have, like, you know, some of, like, the top 40 or 50, you know, some of the top advocates and activists. And I was like, I don't know if I'm in that boat. Like, I'm just a girl that lives in Omaha, Nebraska that, you know, was sick of people treating me badly or being rude to me. And so, you know, I just did something about it because I wasn't going to, let people treat me that way, and I was going to take the power back. So yep. it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but. <laughs> have you have you been yeah. to a conference before? Hello. No, I, I, I was just going to say really, really quickly that I, I always think it's a little bit silly when they say the top 50 HIV advocates or the top 100 or I'm like, uh, you know what, like, I don't know how you grade that. I'm like, we've all done really good work, and we, and if you're someone in the middle of nowhere and you have a little voice and you use it, it's just as important as someone who, you know, goes to Washington, D.C. and speaks to the president. It's like, right. you, you know you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know how they grade. Oh, I don't grade think they meant the, it like, I don't think that the person, I don't think that they meant it like that. I think they just meant it like an amazing group of people. Right. Like, no, I, I know, I know, you're, I know you're, I know you're. I know you're saying, I, but I, but I have had, heard it said that way before, or you know, even Paul's put out like the top 100 or whatever. They put out these lists of who's having the most, the biggest impact on the HIV community. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're having an impact, it doesn't matter how large or small you think it is. It's still amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, those lists always crack me up because. Uh, no, no, he's absolutely right because. The the voice doesn't matter, Janine, like, you know, how big. I mean, I was just a little voice, too. You know what I mean? And then you surround yourself with all these other people who have amazing voices, and you just become this loud voice that, you know, with the power of social networking sites, you just, you know, your voice reaches so many people that you don't even know it reaches. Yeah, I think that's what I've found, like, especially, like, because I do the YouTube thing and then, like, some of the journals and blogs and stuff I write, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm an administrator for you, for the ladies' lounge, and I found right. that, and, like, I've, it's, you know, it's amazing because, like, people will contact me, and they're like, oh, I saw you on this. Or, like, today I had someone friend me whose daughter just got diagnosed with hepatitis C. And it's not, you know, it's not the same daughter. It's not the same, you know, illness. But it was, she was just like, I just want to commend you, and I just think that that's amazing. And if I could get any information on just how you were so strong or, you know, that I could pass on to my daughter, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Thanks. Like that, you know. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, you'll be so, surprised that the people out there will reach you and all that, and and really reach out to you, especially when you put yourself out there. You know what I mean? And that's when it starts to feel good, and you know you're doing good work and you're doing the right thing because you feel all that like positive energy that you're putting out by by sharing your story coming back to you. Yeah. So you know, I, you're going to only feel that more and more as as you keep doing this more and more. So. Janine, thank you so much for calling into the show. 
Thank you. You guys have a wonderful night. You too, Thanks, sweetie. Have a good night, too. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. She's such a sweetheart. And she, um, uh, Janine, she's over. She's one of the admids over at Pop I Am, and she runs uh, the Lady Lounge with uh, Brandy and Jen, and they post a lot of topics there for women uh, and HIV so they can go there and, and get specific stuff just for them because obviously women deal with different issues than us men deal with. So we created that special place, and she really takes pride in doing all her videos, and I love her videos. She's awesome. So thank you, Janine, for calling into the show. Um, that was hot. So one thing I wanted to talk to you, Jack, about was uh, did you read this uh, article about uh, the landlord that has to pay $25,000 for trying to evict um, an HIV patient's dog? What? This landlord was trying to evict. Uh, like, say I had a place and you were my landlord, okay? Uh-huh. You tried to evict me because of my dog. And he's been ordered to pay $25,000 to the tenant for trying to force the man to get rid of his emotional support dog out of his own home. Wow. So they took him um, to court and they do you know the de- do, you, do you know the details of the case? Like, I'm I mean, at what, it, so yeah, is, yeah. is there no pets clause in the house, in the apartment complex? Or how did, like, what's the, what are the details? He said uh, the, guy, the landlord gave him permission to get a dog, but two months later... Uh, the tenants were notified of the no-pet policy, and their lease would be enforced, you know, beginning in October of 2008. After unsuccessful attempts to get the landlord to accommodate with his disability, Blake filed a complaint in December of 2007 with the Massachusetts whatever Commission Against Discrimination, and they actually ruled that he would have to pay $25,000 in fines. Good. Yeah, and I well, first of all, cool. regardless of whether I mean it, it, it's a, an emotional support dog or not, you can't tell someone that they can get a dog and then two months later say, "By the way, we were just talking about your dog. It's a member of your family." You can't yeah, say like, yeah. "Oh, you can get a dog." Oh, just kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Give it away now. I'm like, um, yeah, I fell in love with my dog the first day I had it. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do that. That's it's that's like really instant. lame. It's like, it's yeah. like how, I mean, I can only imagine it's like, you know, having a baby and, and laying eyes on your child for the first time. It's like you're instantly in love and you'll do anything for them. Of course. Well, good. Was that in New York City? Where, where was that? That was in Massachusetts. Interesting. Interesting. People yeah, are nuts. Was it, so did it ever come out that it was somehow related he was trying to get him out because of his HIV status? or? Um, it just said that... No, it was just because of the dog. It was nothing about getting him out. It was just because he didn't want the dog there. Oh, okay. Hmm, no, I haven't. I didn't hear anything about that, but that's, that's people are idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, well, these are the things I, if, if you uh, want information on, um, you know, the latest news in HIV and AIDS, there's, uh, what is it, Google, Google uh, what is it called, Google search? No, it's not Google search. What is it called when they send you Google Mail? Jack, do you know? No. It's totally slipping my mind. I know I got to have one in here. Google, I want to say they're like Google AdWords or something like that. And what it does is every time there's a news article, they'll send you like every day you get an email. And you can put in certain words and you can put in like your own name. Like I'll put stuff up there and my partner, and even I'm sure, Jack, you could do it. You put in oh, your I name. Oh, I have one. I have one. It's called yeah. – um... Yeah, it's a Google search. Like, um, I what's a, I can't think of the name for it now, but I get a, one email a day, 
and it's just a way of me for to keep track of my press. So in my right. my publicist had one too. So anytime my name appeared in on the internet anywhere, it would notify me. Right, so. right. And and I do that with you know HIV and AIDS, so I get all the you know the newest stuff. So I have some things to talk about, and that came in, and I'm like, that's a shame. That this is groundbreaking HIV news <laughs> about right. a guy and his dog. You know, just some of the stuff that makes the news headlines, and a lot of them seem to be overseas. Like a lot of it, obviously in Africa, a lot of the headlines that are there. So one we shared last time was in India, where a family was burnt out of their house for being positive. I mean, it's just wow. crazy stuff that other people in other countries have to deal with. And that, that Google, I want to say Google AdWords, I think it's called. And it, it, it just sends you stuff once a day, and it's great. And like you said, you do it for when anybody writes anything about you. And, and I do it just so I see if anybody's writing about me. And it's a great way to, to find out one if people are talking smack about you. And then also right. great to see people <laughs> who are talking good things about you. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is in uh, HIV Plus at the end, uh, this current issue, I can't remember who's on the cover, but I happened to be reading it in my therapist's office, and um, at the back they had, uh, for anyone who's having trouble getting meds, it had a lot of, um, if you could directly contact the manufacturers, and it had a whole long list of medications and how you could get assistance and, and payment for them, so um, look for that. HIV plus, yeah, actually I'm looking at it right now. The cover, uh, Annie Lennox? Yes, which is why I picked it up because I think, she, cause I think she's a goddess. So, But in the, very, in the yeah. back it has, it has a glossary of like high, uh, med, med assistance. Right, and somebody else called me, uh, Danny Miller, I believe. He called me and told me about the, uh, the magazine Positively Aware. Uh-huh. Um, if you, if you, their magazine was just out, I want to say maybe it was last month, um, and it had all the pill information, like a whole, like, a whole bunch of every single HIV pill, what it does, what, what kind of, um, works well with the pill, what you know, isn't good to eat or drink while you're on the pill, you know what I mean, and certain, every medication's all broken down and the side effects and everything, so it's like a whole list of index of the Which HIV I think pills. is great, because I know so many people that get prescribed things, and like, don't even know the names. They just take them. They're like, well, one's blue and one's red, and I just take one at night and one in the morning and whatever. And I'm like, dude, you kind of need to know, like, like some things you're not supposed to take this with and some things you're supposed to eat food with and some things you're not supposed to eat food with. And so I think that's, that's, right. that's, a, that's good to know that kind of stuff, obviously. Well, I think those that aren't positive tend to think it's just you pop one pill, and there's only one pill, they think. You know, they think now that there's a one pill a day, you don't need all these, like, people aren't taking all the other pills, they're just all taking this one pill. Right. And that's not the way no. that it works, especially the long-term survivors. No, i got to go take one in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take mine in the morning. So we're actually down to the next minute. So, one, I want to thank everybody who hung in for the whole hour uh, waiting for Justin to call in. I'll have to reschedule him and give him an ass whooping. Um, yeah, let's do a public ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely whoop his butt. He probably is paying it back because last week I wanted to announce who was on this week, and I totally forgot it was Justin. So he probably some karma for me for his name last week on the show. So Well, I'm now he got a full show. hour introduction. Hello. Right. <laughs> so we will invite Justin to come back on and talk about his book. Go to justinbsmith.com for information on his book and his blog. Um, Jack, you can find information on uh, Jack at jackmackenroth.com. 
more information on me and the show at PazIM.com. Next week we'll be speaking with Larry Frampton, who will be Cowboy Larry, for those who know him on PazIM. He'll be coming on to talk about HIV and aging. So with you turning 42. Yay! Oh, my. So, yeah, you'll be with us next week, so I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right, sweetie. Have a good night. All right, you too. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye.